Welcome to Coordinated Strike. I'm your host, Joe, and welcome to a show where I'm answering uh, some fan questions. Well, fans of Toss questions. Uh, the other place, uh, Facebook page, was kind enough to respond to my plea for some show topic ideas. And I'm running with this one, which is the idea of what to bring in from your buddy faction. Uh, so in the other side, your allegiance, and there are currently two in the game, which is Earth and Malifaux, you're able to, when you have a dual commander, hire from uh, that other 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 place uh, because of the dual commander and you can hire up to uh, t half of your available script uh, in those models specifically and it is in their squads. You cannot hire titans you can't hire uh, their commanders unless they're a dual commander um, but you can hire their squads so Adrian had some questions specifically of what out of Abyssinia I would put into a King's Empire for, some of the things I'd consider. So the first thing you want to look at is what's the dual commander that we currently have. And the one that we currently have for King's Empire and Abyssinia is Casa. And Casa is a very interesting uh, model. To kind of run her down, she has spare parts. Uh, so a friendly Titan within 12 flips or discards one of her assets. She gets to draw a card. She has Divert Power on a 5+. plus uh, Within 12 inches, target friendly Titan performs an action of this fire team's choice. And then she gets a machine gun. On her glory side, she gets backup plans. So when a friendly Titan is killed, she gets to choose and draw a stratagem of unmodified cost 3 or less. Uh, she gets to still divert power, and then she gets emergency repairs. Again, on a 5+, plus within 3 inches, you discard a card. Target-friendly Titan uh, flips an asset of your choice, and on a 5, if you are able to exceed that by a margin of 5, you get to flip an additional asset to the target. So she really wants to play with Titans. So I'm going to assume that you've done the smart thing. You're getting the two commander bundle, uh, and you, or you're getting the two... Um, the two-faction pledge. And you're thinking about getting both of... You know, both from the same side of, of the of the game. Either Earth side, so you're getting an Abyssinia and an Empire. Or you're going uh, Malifaux and you're getting Jibbering Hordes. And you're getting the Burning Man. And really trying to maximize options on both for minimal input. So in both those cases, you're going to need to add on the rele relevant um, additional commander. In the case of Earthside, it's a very it's a much smaller investment. It's like twenty bucks. It gives you Casa. She can work for both. And when you hire her, she allows you to hire up to half of the available script in your game size to um, the purchase of squads from the uh, the side that you're not mainlining. So in this case, we're going to look at King's Empire. So let's run down real quick what you get in the King's Empire pledge currently. You currently get the starter box, which is going to be a Charles Edmonton, two squads of Royal Rifle Corps, 
and a full squad of infiltrators. That gives you a full one commander force, which is pretty awesome. On top of that, you're going to automatically get Margaret Bell, uh, which is your second commander, so you can now play two commander games. Very cool. You're going to get a free squad, which is the Field Intelligence Corps. Uh, very cool, very tricky unit that allows you to set up some really neat um, counterplay to your opponent and really kind of attacks the game sideways. Uh, additionally, you're going to get three of the adjuncts for your faction, which are the sharpshooters. These are essentially attachments that go into your units uh, that make them better. They give a fire team in the unit an additional action. Uh, they augment the stats a little bit by giving it essentially an additional wound. They can be reinforced back. Um, adjuncts are excellent and a great value. And you're going to get one of your uh, additional fire teams, which are the motorized scouts. So really cool, quick reconnaissance vehicle that goes up. And you're getting your Titan. You're getting a king's hand. Awesome, very cool, uh, big, beefy gun platform. Gun machine that also has a drill. Um, if you wanna, if you wanna play with Jaegers, uh, King's Empire and the King's Hand is where it is at. With, uh, with the King's Hand being just an amazing vehicle. Alright, so let's kind of run that down a little bit and realize the value that you're getting there. So, from a points perspective, you get both of your main commanders, which are Charles Edmonton and Margaret Bell. Both of them are going to have hiring script of 25 apiece. So in a two-commander game, we've got 50 script to purchase. All right, so with our starter box, we get the two Royal Rifle Corps. Those are nine points apiece. Our infiltrator is five. So that's 23 points before we add any upgrades or attach any adjuncts. Again, Charles Edmonton's going to want to take two upgrades. Those are probably going to cost one uh, script apiece. So right there, you've got 25 points. Margaret Bell... Also is going to want to take some upgrades. She's going to take two. That's going to give us an additional two points. So we're up to 27 points. And that's just from our starting kit. So we then have the Field Intelligence Corps. That's seven points right there. So we go to 34. Now we take the... Our little go-kart, our little motor scout, two points, pop into the list, we're at 36. Okay, here we go. How are we getting there? How are we getting the rest of the way? Okay, so we've got our king's hand, and the king's hand is a whopping seven points without upgrades. He can take up to three. You're going to want to take three of them. Going to bring us to 10 points for him. He slots into the list. We're at 36. We go to 46. All right. So here we have 
some options and how to fill out the remainder of our list. So the easiest way to make up your remaining points is to attach an adjunct to each one of your squads. Remember, you're getting three, and they're a point apiece, so that will bring you to 49. So you could buy an additional one. They're about 12 bucks a piece currently on the backer kit. So for an extra 12 bucks, you've got a full 50-point list with just what you have there. All right, so what do you get in Abyssinia? In Abyssinia, you're getting two Mahal Safari, you're getting the Crow Runners, you're getting Prince Unafi, you're getting the second commander, which is the Lord of Steel, you're getting your three adjunct champions, which are your engineers, or your three adjuncts, which are your engineers, you're getting your railgunner team, or your railgunner, which is your additional fire team, you're getting your extra unit, with his, which is your basso cav, you're getting your Dreadnought, which is your Titan. So we'll run that down. Again, nine points for the Mahals each, so 18 points with the two. Six for the Crows brings us to 24. So four brings us 24. Two... Uh, Two, two cost upgrade on the uh, on the Lord of Steel, and two cost and two upgrades on uh, Prince Unafi, bringing us for an addition that's additional four on the twenty four brings us to twenty eight. The Dreadnought seven points again, three upgrades going to bring us to thirty four. Our free squad is the Basso Cab. They're only four points, so we get a little bit cheaper unit uh, to kind of work with. Brings us to 38. So we've got a little bit of ways to go on ours before we can field a, a full force. We can bring in uh, the Railgun team for an additional two. Brings us to 40. And then we can attach an adjunct to each of the squads. Uh, we get three with our pledge which will bring us to 43 points. So we're going to need to spend a little bit to get us the rest of the way there. We've got some options. Um, one of the easiest uh, to kind of solve that issue is to go with Thrace. Now, Thrace is our syndicate model for Earth, uh, which is the guild... So the guild is Earth Syndicate. And syndicates are essentially uh, additional factions in the game that are going to be able to be hired without a dual commander. So Thrace is three points base. She is a champion. She is going to be able to take upgrades as well, and you're going to want upgrades on her. So she's going to cost three. We are at 43. So three base going to bring us to 46. We can throw on, um, you know, like a toughness to her for an additional point. 
again brings us to 45 and then we're still going to need to buy an additional squad or bring something in so Abyssinia if you're getting a, a decent value out of it's not the huge value um, instant army that uh, you're getting with some of the other ones uh, not to say that it's bad at all it's it's quite a good uh, quite a good starter and good pledge so So that's that's kind of the start there. All right. So now that we've run down what you're getting in each of the starter kits for Earthside, I want to talk about combining Earthside and or combining King's Empire and Abyssinia. And we've talked about Casa. We've talked about what she brings to the table. Let's talk about how we can maximize our purchases for King's Empire and thinking about how we can <laughs> build off the idea of taking the contents of the starter set for King's Empire and marrying it to casa and how what we would want to bring from Abyssinia to maximize casa's impact in King's Empire. So I'm going to give you a couple ideas and a couple things to think about. I want your ideas as well, so please uh, make this as interactive as possible once you listen. You know, go to the other other place, uh, Facebook, talk about it, um, talk it up, talk about it on the forums, hit me on Twitter. All right, so conceptually the list that I'm going to go for is I want to take a king's hand. I'm going to take Charles Edmonton. And I'm going to take Casa Ukadi. And I'm going to take two units of... Royal Rifle Corps, because I believe if you're going to play King's Empire, two units of Royal Rifle Corps is kind of how the lists start for King's Empire to me. Uh, I think that unit is faction-defining, and I think that because most people are going to have that with their starter, I think you want to maximize the value of using it. Plus, it's rock hard unit. I have the most trouble against that unit of almost any other unit in the game. So, of course, if I'm going to play King's Empire, I'm going to put two of those bad boys on the table. Um, I'm going to throw sharpshooters into them, so that's going to bring me to 30 points, or those are going to be 10 point units apiece because of the adjunct. I'm going to take a King's Hand. We're going to throw three upgrades on it. That way we're maximizing our damage potential. We're going to play this as a, as a ranged, um, ranged force today. So, what I'm taking is going to be King's Hand with Armor Piercing Machine Gun in the right arm slot. In the head slot, 
I'm going to take Soulstone Processing Matrix uh, because I believe it is superior in most games to the Soulstone Powered Laser. Uh, primary reason for this is Titans are very hard to damage and the ability to toss two cards to reduce that damage, which is typically going to be one to zero, is huge. And when you glory, uh, the fire team gains plus one AV to all duels. So it just ups your stat line. And upping your stat line in this game is huge. And it's very difficult to kind of explain that. Uh, but the difference between a 5 and a 6 in this game is astronomical in terms of how it interacts with uh, the game itself and the, the, the bell curve, essentially. And, of course, we're going to take Massive Drill on the left hand because that's what we have available on the left hand. So those are my three upgrades. It's going to bring me to 30 points. I'm going to take Casa. Uh, she's going to take her upgrade, which is specific to uh, which is bigger is better. Uh, so she's going to increase this unit's tactics value by the number of titans in play, uh, friendly and enemy, up to a max of two. And when this unit activates, it may discard a tactics token to flip to glory. Uh, I am a huge fan of Bigger is Better. It is phenomenally good. She is going to take a Radio Transmitter as well. Actually, no, she's going to take Sturdy Binoculars. She's going to be paired up with uh, Margaret Bell. And Margaret is going to take Rapier Wit. And Margaret will take uh, a pair of sturdy binoculars as well. So we're really going for heavy additional ranged actions. Uh, this game, both with the Titan and with the units themselves. So that's going to bring me to steal a, a little bit of stuff from Abyssinia. So what do I want to bring? All right, so for me, with Casa, you cannot do better in most cases in taking units from Abyssinia than from getting yourself a unit or two of the mighty, mighty... mechanized infantry. It's an 8-point unit. It is combined arms. It is a squad. With it, you are getting two squads of three dudes each, and you're picking up the walker. Single model 80mm unit, comes with a big gun, 36-inch range, strength 3 piercing, a um, couple of amazing triggers on it, uh, versatile tactics, and some card draw upon killing an enemy.
or upon being killed by an enemy action or or unit. So the biggest thing here is that if this gets around your ability to bring titans in from another faction because you're bringing it in as part of a squad as part of combined arms so the squad takes precedent in the hiring so you're buying the squad you're getting the little titan for free uh casa is then utilizing the little titan so we are at 34 points so we have, by King's Math, 16 points remaining to spend. We can take two units of this lovely mechanized infantry, bringing us to a full spend of 60, or full, pen, full spend of 50 script. And we are maximizing our ability to make additional ranged attacks and to make additional titan actions and then because these titans are a part of a squad when they reinforce you can reinforce them pretty easily when you bring that titan back or when that titan dies casa gets to, when she's gloried she gets to draw cards from it then you can bring the titan back and kind of repeat the process so i am a huge huge fan of bringing in mechanized infantry with casa that's on both sides of the of the aisle i am less in love with i love i love casa i i do she is uh darn near in a lot of my list for abyssinia however i don't bring a lot of king's empire units over to Abyssinia because Casa doesn't really do anything for them. Uh, there's no little Titan I can grab where in Abyssinia I have units that just have Titans in them. So she is kind of a little bit of lops, she's a little lopsided in that King's Empire kind of wants Abyssinian units, but Abyssinia doesn't want too much <coughs> King's Empire stuff. That said, it's not it's not a useless it's not a waste if you want to do it in Abyssinia. It's just you're building a different list and you're not playing to the base strengths of the dual commander Casa. Not to say we can't have some fun with it. Alright, so a couple of ideas I have for Casa in Abyssinia bringing over units from King's Empire. So we're going to basically ignore the fact that she does anything for Titans uh, on the Abyssinian side. We we're going to try and pack as much firepower into this list as we can. And what we're going to try and do is exploit uh, the range gang range game of King's Empire to help with some of the mobility that we can get in uh, the Abyssinia list. So in this list, we're going to go uh, Prince Unathi. We're going to go Casa. 
we're going to go with a unit of electrocutioners for 10 points. We're going to go with two units of bathocab for four points apiece, bringing us to 18. We are going to go with two units of curl runners for six points apiece, uh, which is 12, which is going to bring us to ba -ba -da -ba, 18 and 12 is 30. So what are we going to bring over from the King's Empire side with this? So, where my head initially goes is to grab two units of Royal Rifle Corps. Uh, again, if you're going to steal something from... Or actually, the, the units that I, that I want to utilize personally, and this is mainly because I enjoy the, this unit immensely... Uh, and the the beauty of all of the cav on the table uh, would be the Empire Dragoons. So we'd essentially have four squads of horses in this list, because I'd, I'd run with two Empire Dragoon squads, eight points apiece, so 16 points. Uh, it's going to bring us basically to our to our max total once we get the, the upgrades on everybody and uh, getting us where we need to go. So... That's that's kind of some base ideas for for where you can get some synergy point. Uh, another point that I think should not be uh, be underrated is just playing what you want to play. Uh, so Casa isn't doing a ton for the list that I that I had presented there, but she is allowing me to bring in uh, Empire Dragoons and letting me play a very cav-based Abyssinia list. Because I've got the heavy cav in the Empire Dragoons and then the basso cav in, or the light cav in the uh, in the basso cav. So, it makes for a really cool themed force on the, on the tabletop. It lets me utilize some different things from the two the two factions. But let's talk budget build. So, if you're strapped, and sometimes you are, and you're just looking to get two commanders that will work together and can build lists together out of two starters. So, let's say all you wanted to get were two starters. So you can grab uh, two starters and the and the dual commander. So on the Earth side, your starting packs are Charles Edmonton, the two Rail Rifle Corps, and the Infiltrators. And then on the other Earth side is Abyssinia. You have Prince Ignafi. You have two units of Mahal Safari, and you have a unit of Crow Runners. So you would buy those two. And then you would get Casa. And essentially, you would be making a list that looked 
like the two starters smashed together with either Charles Edmonton and Casa or Prince Unafi and Casa. Not a bad way to start, in all honesty. What you would have, essentially, is four hyper-elite infantry squads in the Mahal Safari and the Royal Rifle Corps. You'd have a forward-deploying unit in the infiltrators, and you'd have a very quick um, skirmishing unit in the Crow Runners. Uh, Edmonton would be providing long-range uh, sniper support as well as additional shooting actions. Unathi would be providing additional um, shooting actions and reinforcements. And then Casa would be basically providing a machine gun attack and I would probably kit her to provide reinforcement and to provide additional ranged actions depending on how how you wanted to set her up. So that's that's kind of the earth side um rundown on some some base ideas. Some of the other ideas you can have for it or things I would bring over from uh from uh Abyssinia into King's Empire other than to exploit the the synergy that Casa has would be I would bring over the the basso cav uh, I think the basso cav having a light cav unit um, with the speed and interaction potential in King's Empire is incredibly helpful uh, and incredibly powerful because in a lot of cases you can fire into uh, engagement fairly easily in King's Empire. So it's kind of some different takes you can have on it because you're only limited by your by your wallet essentially and uh the 25 script uh, obviously you can't bring over um a dreadnought into a king's empire army or in an abyssinian army you can't take a, a king's hand but uh you can do a lot of neat uh little synergy points uh with it now, I want to talk the other side of the other side, which is Malifaux. And here I think we have a better example of a commander that is a dual commander that is designed very well to work with either uh, of the groups and to kind of mix them together in new and interesting ways. Uh, Horamatanji is probably my favorite character in the game but he is expensive he is um he is 75 bucks on the on the kickstarter um uh, i think 90 on the late backer pledge i think in stores he's going to be 100 bucks which isn't bad uh but it is something to keep in mind he is not a he's not a budget item uh but he is uh beautiful and huge 
and you should get him. But beyond that, he does allow for some of the most interesting synergies in the other side that we, as we currently know it. Uh, so what makes Horamitanji so good at being a dual commander is that he, his superpowers, um, essentially augment both Burning Man and Gibbering Horde. And he doesn't really care who he's working for. He's awesome either way. So with Casa, you have definitely a sense that she is way Abyssinian and is just helping out um, the King's Empire because she wants to work with Titans. She wants to help Titans out. And Abyssinia has the most access to Titans in the game. Um, where with Burning Man... And Colt. Uh, let's run down Hormatanji again. He's got a steam cloud. So enemy fire teams that end their activation within three suffer strength to hit, which cannot be cheated. He's got superheated claws. They are strength four, reach three. Uh, they are piercing. Uh, target discards any assets uh, that flip during this action. So he just tears stuff up. Uh, additionally, he has range attack, scalding breath. Strength three area range 12 the money spell uh, the morale action bellow of command needs a 6 within 8 inches target gains 2 tokens of your choice they may be different so this can be used offensively this can be used on friendlies he gives out two tokens of your choice. So he can give out two reinforcement tokens. He can give out two shaken tokens. He can give out two pin tokens. He can give out two inspired tokens. Whatever you're feeling like token-wise, he can give out. He wrecks face. And he's going to do that every activation because he's a commander and commanders get a free morale action every turn. So... Let's go over again how he supports Cult of the Burning Man. Pretty pretty obvious synergy. Uh, Cult need to have two tokens, or two shaken tokens on a unit in order for it to go to glory. He can just basically, his ability says, on a 6 plus, one friendly unit within 18 inches that is a Cult unit is gloried. So that is the same on their syndicate card, or their uh, their allegiance card, for for when they're being allied in. So now you see why he is such a powerhouse. Now, a couple of bits with him. He is a titan, so he's going to be able to take three upgrades. He is a commander. So he will give up additional points when he is killed in a game, if he is killed. He is not a champion. So he cannot take champion upgrades, and he cannot use the champion special rule. So he cannot shrug off wounds on the little squads. 
sorry. He just can't. It's okay, though. He's amazing! All right, so we've established that Hormatanji is amazing and that he supports Burning Man. So how does he support Jibbering Horde? Okay, Jibbering Horde have one of the best recursion mechanics in the game. They have a lot of units that get better if they have reinforcement tokens on them. He can give out two tokens a turn of your choice. They could be different. So he can give out um, inspiration to make the units better in general. He can give out reinforcement tokens to make the specific units that get better with reinforcement tokens better. Uh, I'm looking at you, Karakino. So, what does that mean for you as a Malifo side player for the other side? Well, what it means is if you bring Horamatanji, you get to mix and match for as much fun as you want up to half of your script. So this is where Hormatanji's drawback comes in. He only provides 22 script to your two commander game. So you're gonna, you're probably gonna take, uh, Adioptos or Fenton It really doesn't matter which. Or you're going to take, uh, Storm Siren. And you're going to take Hormatanji. And you can also take Frenzy and Hormatanji. And really the mix and match on the Malifaux side gets crazy quick, kids. So let's get into it. Alright. Um, so I'm going to assume that we're going to play Cult to start. So I want to go with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Ariaptos. And... We're going to take uh, Corona of Flame, and we're going to take a Memory Stirs. Then on Hormatanji, we're going to take Flaming Breath. We're going to take Hovering Portal. And we're going to take Arcane Tome. So that's five points in upgrades on those two guys. Uh, Adiaptus is bringing me 25 script. Hormatanji is bringing me 22. So I've got 47 script to start with. I take away five for my upgrade two. So we started with 47. I can hire up to half of that. I'll round it down in squads, so I can take 23 points of stuff from Jibbering Hordes. So, what do we want to take? So, we're going to go with uh, on the Hordes, on the on the, uh, the the side of side of righteousness and vengeance or gibbering hordes that it is. So I want to I want to look at my 23 script and see what I can get for it. 
we can go a lot of different directions. The directions I want to think about first is one of the underrated synergy pieces in the other side and in Jibbering Hordes. Namely, the Armored Welks. Armored Welks are independents. So they do not need to remain within 8 inches of each other. They cannot gain pin tokens, so these guys can't gain pin tokens at all. Mobile Shield. Friendly units with at least one fire team within 3 cannot gain pin tokens. So... Cult has a lot of speed. It's going to run at you. It's all about... Uh, it's very much about melee with supportive shooting. So pin tokens seem like a good idea to give them. If I bring in the Welks, which I can with Hormatanji very easily, no pin tokens. No pin tokens for friendly models. So friendly models only. Uh, or, friend, or friendly models. So quite uh, quite good. And then they're, they're strength four. So that's a thing that what we have to deal with. All right, so on the glory side... On the glory side, they gain a spitting mucus, which is an 8 versus speed, 8 inch attack a range. Target loses up to one token of your choice and gains a pin token. Uh, on a margin of 3, the target immediately flips from glory. And on a 2, another fire team with an 8 of this fire team. Uh, may move up to three inches toward the target. So they can provide a lot of support and synergy for for your army. So the Armored Welks are, are seven-point investment. I think they're a great support piece to throw into uh, your Burning Man um, unit. Um, another unit I really like with Burning Man, I also love them with Gibbering Hordes, are the Urazi. So the Urazi are speed 10 unit. They have glide, so they're going to ignore nine Titan fire teams and low terrain while moving. They've got swift retreat, and on a rush order, they go up to strength four. So all awesome, and 20-inch threat range on a rush, or 22-inch threat range on a rush. So, again, going downtown, helping to set the line of battle, doing everything you want for compliments to the Burning Man, and they only come in at six points apiece, so, or six points a, a unit. So I could bring in two squads of Urazi for 12, and a squad of Armored Welks for an additional seven, bringing me to 19 points. Gives me four to play with, and then 
you know, I've got the choice of bringing in either some speckled crawlers or my personal favorite, particularly into the Burning Man, barb crawlers. Uh, gives an extra little range attack, provides some pin tokens, again, additional bodies. They can help um, get the Urazi and the Welks uh, gloried as the ones that are eaten, and then for a tactics token, they can come back. So, for me personally, I think uh, that is sort of the core that I would be looking to bring over if I'm playing Burning Man with uh, with Hormatanji. And I wanted to bring over some synergy pieces from uh, Jibbering Hordes. And then on the cult side, uh, I think you can never go wrong with Warped. Uh, I know there are a lot of people that love Twisted Horrors. I am less of a fan of them, but that's more because they don't fit what I want to do or play um, personally. I am a huge fan of Doomseekers because, you know, magic guns that are area weapons at 16 inches are really good. Area weapons in this game, folks, are just phenomenal uh, because they force additional wounds on things. They, they mess with the commander rules uh, or the champion rules. Um, you know, you can get wounds on things. You've got, you have to make your opponent think. And I mean, for seven points, they're just a really nice unit. And of course the warped warped are an amazing hard hitting rock unit. Um, a lot of speed, a lot of tricks. Again, I like the translocation ritual on the Doom Seekers as well, which is at the end of the animation, you may target a different fire t- friendly unit's fire team within eight inches of this unit. And place target unit, you make contact with one or more of this unit's fire teams. So, again, additional movement and shenaniganry with the Doom Seekers uh, that you can move around. Um, there's a lot of different ways you can build out your force. Um, again, if you want to go the other side of things and you want to play like Storm Siren and you want to bring in Hormatanji and you want to look at some things to bring over to Gibbering Hordes from uh, our friends on the, uh, you know, our friends in the Cult of the Burning Man. I think Doomseekers are a natural support piece for Gibbering Hordes. Gibbering Hordes really lacks uh, a significant ranged presence, and they lack a lot of area tools. Doomseekers give them that instantaneously in a nice, cheap 7-point package. Um, I also am a huge fan of ECB, provides some additional hitting power. Uh, again, some more range support that is really lacking in gibbering hordes, but is it abundant in spots in the Cult of the Burning Man. Um, if you're looking for something to kind of hold the line a little better than some of your units, you can bring in some warped. Uh, you can of course bring in uh, if you're just looking for you know cheap bodies to help with the overwhelming um, there's nothing wrong with bringing in a unit or two or broken um, into the Horamatanji list. 
uh, with the with the storm siren and just burying people in a sea of bodies. Uh, again, twisted horrors work well for this same kind of concept. Uh, again, so much overlap between gibbering hordes and uh, cult of the burning man. It's very easy to make a mixed force uh, in either of them and make make it really stick and really count. So I want to kind of get your ideas on what you would do um, with bringing over some allies from your uh, chosen partner faction, essentially, um, from the same uh, from the same side as you, whether you're Earthside or Malifaux side. Uh, I kind of want to get your ideas for it. But one of the other points I want to touch on and I want to do this as our time is starting to run out, is I want to talk about Thrace. I want to talk about um, the Syndicate Commanders, the Syndicate Champions, and sort of their place in the game proper. So, Earthside, we have Samantha Thrace. Samantha Thrace is... A key figure in some of the background of the game and is to me one of the most interesting units in the game currently. She's a champion, so she gets to draw additional wounds from friendly squads within three inches of her. She has get in there. Uh, when this unit activates, you may give a reinforcement token to a unit within eight inches. That's already an amazing ability. No action required. She just activates. Friendly unit within eight gets a reinforcement token. That can be huge. Uh, as an Abyssinian player, my forces need to be moving. We are not that slow, but we're not that fast in a lot of cases. And if you have to take a turn off to reinforce... You're behind the eight ball. You're not pushing through to the opponent's side. You're not helping to set line of battle. You're not pushing through line of battle. You're standing around reinforcing yourself. Thrace helps cut that off. She's got tactics. She is tactics one base. So I'm getting that additional tactics token when she activates. In one commander games, taking a model like Thrace can be the difference between victory and defeat. It can be the difference between having the resources to do what you want to do to get that extra stratagem, get that extra card into your hand, um, make that necessary coordinated strike, make that extra flip at a key time that you wouldn't be able to do if you don't invest the three points in Thrace. Really, it's going to be four because you're going to want to put an upgrade on her to help her survive. And then she has fire at will. Again, on a 6-plus, 8-inch range, target squad with at least one fire team in range takes a range attack action. If the squad is a guild allegiance, it gains plus 2 to the A to B. Let's look at her in glory. Uh, once per turn, after resolving an action that results in enemy unit discarding one or more assets, the fire team may take a free sword hit. She's got an awesome sword as well. Um... They knew the risk. This is probably the coolest, um, most fluffy rule 
in the other side, but it, it speaks to the brutality of the game. They knew the risks. Uh, another friendly, fi- when, after another friendly fire team within six inches killed, you may draw a card. So, as fire teams die, she's letting you draw cards from them. So she's helping keep your hand stacked. Um, a really great thing if your faction happens to, you know, need to discard cards for any number of things, whether you're using prototypes or if you're the King's Empire and you're trying to shoot into engagement. You know, some some quite powerful things there. Uh, again, strength three on her axe, force the opponent to discard a card, and again, fire at will. Uh, still... Still one of the best um, overall champions that we have yet in the game. And really augments what Earth wants to do. Um, I see a tremendous value in her as a little four-point module. Putting whatever really upgrade you want to put on her. She just provides so much to your force as a whole, whether it's a one-commander game or a two-commander game, even into a three-commander game, uh, if you want to get nuts. Um, she is providing a ton of value um, to your army as a whole for minimal investment. All right, so let's let's look at the other side of things, and we're going to talk a little bit about... Um, Ben Nagoyan, or as I like to call him, Ben 10. Uh, he is three points as well. He's in Kashi 3 script. He has a spirit lantern. Uh, friendly unit. Um, they take actions printed on friendly quarter two fire teams within eight. So, Ben is less useful than Thrace as the game stands today. Because currently, the only uh, Court of Two Fire Team in existence is Ben Neon. He has Soul Shred, uh, Strength 4, uh, 6 base attack versus willpower, 2 inch uh, melee, melee style attack. Um, if he kills a model, he gets to draw a card. That's pretty cool. He has Deafening Shriek, uh, enemy models, enemy models, non Court of Two Fire Teams in 5 inches, must succeed at willpower 14 duel. Or uh, they suffer a strength four hit. So he can do a big area blast pulse with it. Uh, and then on his glory side, he has the ghost special rule. His shred gets a little better. And his deafening shriek uh, remains the same. I am not a huge Ben Yon fan as the game stands right now. That said, um, when Court of Two models start becoming a thing, Ben's value instantly goes up because he becomes a copycat. That's not a bad thing. So both of these models are unique, so you only can take one of them with you. Uh, They can be hired into... Uh, either a King's Empire, Ben 10 can either be hired into a, uh, Jibbering Hordes unit, Jibbering Hordes game, or a, 
uh, Cult of the Burning Man. And then with Thrace, you're either bringing her into Abyssinia or King's Empire. I think right now, again, as game is constructed, Thrace is definitely the stronger base option. And I would definitely consider putting her on your pledge. Um, as it stands right now, if we break the 450 mark as, as a full pledge, uh, or for all the, all the pledges and the backer kit, if we can get to that 450 mark, everybody is going to get the, uh, either the Ben 10 or the Thrace, depending on what you've selected. And again, if you've gotten more of those things, uh, you'll get, you know, both. So, I am a fan of both of them. I think, again, as the game stands today, Thrace, if you're playing um, either King's Empire or Abyssinia, Thrace instantaneously has tremendous synergy with you. Where in Gibbering Hordes and in Burning Man... Benyon is providing a nice solo for you, uh, something to go run out on its own, um, be utilized by itself as kind of a bomb, a missile, uh, something to go after objectives, something to eat attacks, and something, frankly, to be a fairly cost-effective way to get up to your maximum script size in a game um, without having to break the bank as they're 25 Point or $25 sculpts. So they are, they're neat. Uh, I'm, I'm quite a fan. Again, Thrace, Thrace to me at, at this point is just more my style because she's a support solo. Uh, she can go do some damage on her own, but really where she's getting a ton of value is being by the troops, giving that reinforcement token when she activates, getting you that card draw, um, Ben Yan is doing the same thing with his card draw uh, portion with the, or not card draw, tactics token to give you some more flexibility. So I think it's it's really a matter of, of flavor and, and whether you're going to be playing, um, you know, either, either of the sides. Uh, and again, we kind of talked about um, right now out of the box, uh, one of the quickest ones to get to a full army fairly cheap is King's Empire. It's a few more dollars to get a full amount of Abyssinia at the two commander level, or the you know the base pledge. Uh, you're looking at uh, fairly similar with the. Uh, with the Gibbering Horde, because you're, you know, it's, it's all about the same. Uh, let me run down those pledges real quick. For Gibbering Horde, you're getting the starter box, which is the Storm Siren. It is two units of Striped Skulkers. Uh, it is a unit of Karakinu. Additionally, it is three Morphlings. Uh, which are your adjuncts. It is an egg clutch, which is your additional fire team. Uh, it is an alpha, and it is the frenzy. 
So Storm Siren and Frenzy together uh, provide 50 script worth of hiring. Storm Siren is going to take four points in upgrades, typically. And the Frenzy are going to take two points. So that's going to be six points there. Uh, you've got seven points in each of the Striped Skulkers, which is 14 points, plus six is 20. Uh, then you've got an additional eight in the Karakinu. So we're going to be at 28 there. Uh, we're going to be at 10 for the Alpha. Again, seven base, three upgrades. <coughs> which is going to bring you to 38. You get your additional squad, which is the Armored Whelps, seven points. Going to bring you to 45. You can take three Morphlings. Uh, in what we have. So then you'd be looking at um, 47 or 48 because 45 plus 3 is 48. And then two points for your egg clutch at 50. So right there you're, you're golden brown and delicious with no additional purchases if you don't want to. If you just want the, the base, uh, Jiring Hordes is, is basically 50 stone, 50 script right out the gate. Um, with the, uh, the, the, the main pledge level. Um, Cult of the Burning Man, uh, you're looking at Adiaptos, you're getting Fenton Brawn, you're getting three Raving Madmen, you're getting two units of the Warped, uh, you're getting a unit of uh, skulking portals. You're getting uh, your bonus unit of Doom Seekers. You're getting a uh, Breachling. And you're getting a Gorsythe. So with the Warped, those are nine points apiece. Striped Skulkers, those bad boys are... I'm sorry, the Striped Skulkers are... Or the Doom Seekers are 7 points. So, 9 and 9 is 18, plus 7 is 25. Uh, 2 for Adioptos, 2 for Fenton. So 29. Uh, stripe, skulk, stripe portals are 3. So you're looking at 32. With the Gorsythe, you're looking at 7 points. Plus 3, bringing you to 10. Um... 25, sorry, 25 plus 4 is 32, plus 10 is 42. Uh, with the Breachling, you're looking at additional 2, bringing you to 46, or 44. So we've got 6 points remaining. Uh, we could add 3 Raving Madmen, bringing you to 45. I'm sorry, 49. 
sorry, 47. Uh, so then you could add a bed, you could add in bed 10, uh, for another 25 bucks and, and there you go, you've got your, your two, two commander army. So, um, a lot of value in these boxes. On the whole, a lot of value in these pledges. Definitely take advantage of them. Um, again, remember, if you've got a tactics token, you can make a coordinated strike. 